morning and welcome to IDK Politics on the 1st of March. Um, I am your host, Caitlin Holland, and I'd like to welcome my very special guests today. Um, welcome, Eaton. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on, Caitlin. I really appreciate it. Um, Eaton is a fellow UCC radio presenter. So would you like to um, introduce yourself, Eaton? Yeah, uh, my name is Ethan. I do um, a radio show here on uh, 98.3 FM. Uh, today, actually, this evening, you do the first one in the morning, I do the last one in the evening, so four to five, and you'll also be coming on yes uh this evening which is uh very exciting as caitlin said i'm a fellow gov student um and that's about that's about it really about yeah it, yeah yep yeah, you'll be waking up to us and you'll be going home to us yes you, you will be hearing us all day the best <laughs> start and end to your day uh-huh. yes I am so sorry for missing last week's show, guys. I was sick, so I had the amazing Darvlo Donovan take over for me, and I'm pretty sure you like her better than you like me, because <laughs> she is very smart and very good at this law stuff. So this week in politics, I don't want to say it was quiet, mm. but it wasn't quiet, but it kind of lacked interest. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't as, as busy as, no, as, as usual. Yeah, not as busy as usual. I'm not like going through six, seven, ten different articles trying to find <laughs> and narrow down what I'm going to talk about. So we're kind of skinning it. So we might have a conversation around what it's like to be two GovPol students yeah. and just a bit of general chat too. Um, so to start today and before we get into this politics, I'm going to play um, a song called a bit different from my usual stuff, but we built a city by Starships. <laughs> So we'll listen to that. And we're back. So that was We Built This City by Starships. So Eden, I think uh, we might get into it. And Mm. as all our listeners know, I'm obsessed with polls. Yes. Polling is my favourite thing. And I've already said this, Eden. And I get weirdly excited about polling because polling tells a lot. And after doing an assignment on elections, I am really obsessed with polling. Did you include polling in your, like... Uh, I included, yeah, a, a bit of it slightly. I mean, there was a lot of um, talk on a referendum. I did it on Ooh. the, as I said, the, the, the Canadian election of 1993. And there was, um, you know, we're a Quebec Independence Party, uh, the block, which yeah. is, is still in existence today and still doing quite well. Um, so a lot of polling went into a section of you know how much was quebec a factor because obviously it was for the the party but then yeah. had to kind of include it for every other single party as well um but i think it was kind of difficult in a way so at some points to include it because some points i was like oh, i really really want to include it but then i was like it is supposed to be theoretical and not yeah descriptive it's it was extremely kind of Difficult to toll that line. Yeah, no, I definitely went into descriptive more than yeah. theoretical at some points. Yeah. But I trying to get finding polling in the nineties on why people voted for certain things was incredibly difficult yeah. because I did the nineteen ninety seven UK election and everyone just wanted Labour. They were yeah. all secretaries. It was yeah. eighteen years with them and you know wanted to change. But we have found a modern poll. <laughs> so Irish Times has come out with a poll. They've been doing it for the last seven months. And as it is the first 1st of March, they finally came out with the full February report. So this poll is a list of issues for voters to vote on in local, EU and our general election, which is this year and next year. So February 24 has come out with 2020, sorry, 22% uh, of people are concerned with immigration. 
15% concerned with housing. Not surprising. Yeah. 7% with climate change. And okay. 5% with democracy, which is the most strangest lineup of issues I have seen in all polling for the last eight months. Yeah. Eight months ago, it was July of 23. Housing was number one. Or RTE was number two. Cost of living was number three. And immigration was number four. Right. Except for, for why RTE was there? Because it was the RTE scandal at the time. Course, yeah, yeah. But that's quite a normal list of yeah, things. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, yeah. It's, but... As you said, that that list that's just come out now is a very, you know, whether the issues matter to people or not, which they clearly do in yeah. in, in some sense. But just to have that even on on the list of questions is very yeah. I'd love out there in a sense. Yeah, I'd love to know what they mean by democracy because social policy has climbed the ranks as an issue since mid November when they announced the referenda. Mm. But this this increase in democracy it's like are people finally getting in touch with the current world and how democracy is a failing yeah. notion so yeah i mean i think it's important to note that you know whenever democracy is 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 reported in in the news now or you know you look up the term you're more than likely stumble across the uh you know the democracy index and it just kind of shows that a lot of kind of democracies are faltering going down i mean you, you look what's happening yeah. in the the sahel region at the moment yeah but I think it's you know as as we know it's it's such a wide term just putting concerned or interested about democracy is very as you say broad yeah yeah broad. i'm like what does if someone said yeah i'm concerned about democracy i'm like are you concerned about our democracy global democracy we are having a referendum but like and i i looking at the seven percent of climate change it is due to issues around the farmers at the moment, I'd yes, like to presume. Of course. Housing's always yeah. in our polling. Hasn't moved in the last seven months from the top three and immigration is at 22% and that's been stuck there since the end of December. So it's interesting. And crime had climbed for four months. Okay. Interesting. Interestingly enough. Well, I knew, well, it hit, it skyrocketed, like blew up the polls so immediately after the uh, issue in Dublin yes yeah, but yeah. it was it stuck around so it is interesting to see what people will be voting on for this election especially mm. with such a dynamic climate we're in and especially when we have EU elections too and will this play into how people vote for the EU elections I think this EU election is going to be so telling really of, I really really do I I'm really, really do. excited yeah very much. So. I mean, I'm sure you'll be uh, you'll be covering it when you come back after after, after summer in, in a lot of uh, in a lot of detail. But um, it's yeah, I, I think th- I think I think a big question right now is uh, the Greens as well. And such, you know, quite an important time for, for the climate. The Greens are not forecasted to do well. Yeah, apparently they're supposed yeah. to really drop in the polls because there is the fear. I don't know if people listen or follow EU, mm. but pe- they are banging out policy. Left, right and centre. Oh, yeah. They're trying to get every regulation through the door yep. as possibly and as quick as possible before this election because they're fearing a right-wing swing. But we've even seen what's happening with um, Orban as well, who's, you oh. know, out- outwardly, you know... A, a oh, Orban right-wing. has been mentioned on this podcast, yeah. on this radio station too yeah. many times. But <laughs> I, think, I, th- I think it's interesting, you know, because you say about you know you getting pulses out left right and center i think it's it's interesting as well that now um you know a couple of months before the election year before the election in, in between them them time frames that 
a lot of EU leaders have been more kind of standing up and outspoken mm-hmm. about Orban because they need to get the... They know. Yeah. They know that the the shift of the European Parliament is going to be so... Severe. Probably, yeah, severe and probably, let's face it, to the right. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, EU leaders are kind of on the only... Well, one of the furthest... And one of the most uncooperative, I would say, I don't think it's uh, unfair to say, EU leaders, you know, um, was it was it Juncker who came out and said that we have an Orban fatigue or... Uh, yes. yes, oh, that was such a good, good such, I yeah. love a good quote. Yeah. I know there are sound bites, but still I'm like, very good quote. But I think that's also yeah. telling now yeah. that, that, you know, leaders of the, you know, EU institutions, EU leaders of the respective countries are now coming out and just saying... You know, Orban either needs to, you know, get out, shut up, you know, take his, take his money. Yeah. Just, yeah it's, get over himself. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, because I don't know if you saw this, but I was just reading it this morning. He has finally let NATO join, and Sweden join NATO. Yes. Like, yeah. he's finally moved on that issue. But, like, how long did that take? And he promised he wouldn't be the last one to let that issue go through. And he yeah. was. Yeah. And he held out for yeah. so long. Yeah. And now, like, NATO has been allowed to join God, Sweden has been allowed to join NATO. <laughs> but like that was the issue in Hungary yeah. too. So yeah. No, I am these June elections are gonna be so telling of what's gonna Massive. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if anyone is very interested in the EU elections and wants another source of political info, except other than your favorite podcast, which is IDK Politics, um, it is Inside Politics, which is an Irish Times podcast, and our UCC's Dr. Teresa Reedy. Oh, did a whole okay. um, episode on the upcoming EU elections, which is really, and she did it really well and yeah. really interesting. Oh, yeah, we all and know she's so She's an incredible and speaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was speaking about the referendum yesterday and it was just incredible. Mm. So if anyone wants to hear more about it and especially the issue me and Ethan were on about of the Orban fatigue, um, they she mentioned goes all into it. So it's really interesting. Um, while we're on the EU, we might go into the EU nature restoration law yes. which i don't know if many of our listeners would know but this law was um it's been trying to get through parliament for a while now it was passed um during the week and is a plan to restore 20 percent of the eu's land and sea by 2030 and all eu ecosystems by 2050 wow. which is just another step for the eu in their climate plan and their climate restoration plans and it's really interesting but it has ma- faced major backlash especially in ireland um yeah so farmers i don't know have you seen the protests in cork during the week yes yeah i i um you live Close to that side, yeah, so you I probably did. did. I did. I wasn't. I wasn't out in the city, but you know, I, I saw my first few of a uh, share of images. Definitely. Yeah, and tractors, just so many yeah. tractors, so many, so, so many tractors. <laughs> I'm, I always find it so. I am from the countryside. Yeah. So are you? And I find it so weird if I see a tractor in the city. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm just like for a split second. Why? Oh my gosh, I'm back at home. Yeah, but like, I, and and I'm. It's so. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Honestly, it's just like yeah. why is that there? I was like, why can I smell slurry? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the middle of Cork City. <laughs> um, this is so weird. But yeah, no. So farmers have stated that this law is flawed and that farmers' concerns are not adequately addressed. Yeah. Adequately addressed, my apologies. But this is coming from a time where farmers have come out against the other laws. And a few weeks ago, we saw their reaction to 
the EU meeting in Brussels where they destroyed most of the mid city of Brussels and they have been destroying and holding up a lot of major city infrastructure over them not adequately being heard. So it is interesting to see them come out against such a important bill, which yes. EP is saying, um, especially when the European Commission has stated 80% of European nat- natural habitats are in poor health. So Shin... Um, why it's big contentious in Ireland is the Sinn Féin MEP have voted against it. And who was the other one? Uh, Mick Flanagan. Yeah, they have both voted against it, stating this um, law is disastrous for rural farmers. So it's really interesting following this and following the fact that climate is in the top four of Irish polling, that climate's finally kind of getting recognised again Yeah. after being shoved to the side. Yeah. I don't remember, were you in class that day when... Our lecturer mentioned how none of us mentioned climate change as a contentious yeah, issue within the European it Union. Was, yeah, in, and it was interesting. It was a bit of a wake-up call it for was, myself, I'm not going to lie. It was, yeah. Um, especially the uh, the point that she made um, saying that, you know, if we were in that class two, three years ago, yeah. climate change would probably be the top of most of our lists. It would be the first thing one of us yeah. has said. But yeah. none of us, and we mentioned like 15 different things. And oh yeah! Oh, the, the whole whiteboard was yeah. full. Let's not, you know, yeah, let's not we, even we beat weren't like much. missing we were, anything. We weren't being silent, or you know, we were. We were. No, none of us mentioned climate change, which is interesting. How it's kind of like slipped yeah. from our views, yeah. but um, hopefully now, maybe from the chat of farmers or maybe the movement of students, we don't know, or even the results of the selection that we will see a change. But when yeah. Greens are feared to lose many seats in the European Union, it yes. is going to be interesting. Yes. I think I think whatever way you look at it, climate change will be in the spotlight over these next few months. But whether it's in like a good spotlight or not, oh, at least it is, is that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it'll definitely be in the headlines. Yeah. We'll just see in what context necessarily, I think. Um but yeah, no, it's it is look, it's good to see the EU actually, you know, Taking climate change as as a serious issue, and yeah, yeah, moving as you say. Um, I do, you know. Look, I'm not necessarily from a fan background like like you yourself, but um, I can. We we know obviously that the farmers were very very frustrated across you know the EU countries. This isn't like a small group of like you know elites, far you know no. or whatever. This is like entire. This is our entire like base economy yeah. econ- economic. St- standpoint yes. most of our yeah. citizens so it's really interesting to see will this be changed how farmers needs will be met in the next coming months yeah and will it show in the elections because i'm not going to lie a lot of these right-wing parties which are growing in our country in any country in europe which are like running for seats yeah. are slight climate deniers in certain cases in other cases uh-huh. climate isn't their main policy so it'd be interesting to see how people are going to turn yeah because though climate is in our top three it does not mean people are positive about the climate no that yeah there is yes there's positives and negatives in these polling people are pro and against them and that's why they're high on our list so after that jury note um <laughs> i'm gonna play a song and then we will come back with a bit of uk news and maybe a bit of us if we feel so inclined so this is gonna be astrovan by mount joy thank you that was Tiny Things, Tiny Things by Tiny Habits. And that was Astrovan by Mount Joy previous to that. So now we have 
we're getting into something which I have a bit of an expert here in and something I am obsessed with, which is UK elections and UK politics. So, Eden, do you want to get into what happened last night or what happened this morning? Yeah, so the, the big news is uh, George Galloway has been um, elected as an MP uh, again after many, many years outside. Um, well, I wouldn't say outside politics. He's still been very involved. Yeah. But, uh, you know, outside the immediate political sphere, let's say. Um, the interesting thing is his uh, party that he founded, the Workers' Party. Oh, he's founder? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, he ran away with the vote to prefer as, as much as she yeah. can in a first-past-the-post system with a 12,335 vote, which is 397 just coming up to 40% of the mm. vote. Um, with Labour's uh, Azhar Ali coming in fourth, which, as you yeah. pointed out, is Labour's worst showing I think since it is, yeah. um, the Conservative election. Um, yeah, it, not not great. Uh, he he was kind of withdrawn support for uh, comments he made on the Israel Gaza situation, but like yes. not withdrawn from. Standing in the election as a Labour MP, quite yeah, interestingly. Labour stopped backing him to a sense. Yeah. And yeah, so it is their worth showing. He only got 7.7% yes. of the vote, yes. which is down 43.9% yeah. from earlier polling, which is a drastic it's, fall. Yeah. But yeah. you can see after what he did, we're not surprised. I think it's very telling that George Galloway as well, a man who ran on, um, you know, an end of the war. He's, yeah. he's very, very he's outspoken fair. on the um, Palestine situation um as as a pro-palestinian activist got that much of the vote yeah. you know more than double his um uh, independent counterpart david david tully uh, in second place it's no wonder that labor had that oh yeah bad of a showing it does interest me though to see how labor would have done if them comments weren't made good point yeah. because it is such a drastic like change like Labour's at 7.7 and is down 43 where Workers Party is at 39.7 and is up 39.7 so they have got all their votes yeah and all their polling yeah just in this just one by-election yeah. like if he was I wonder yeah, they wouldn't even have polled it's no. like if no, looking no, no. at this um like change and things they wouldn't even have polled no. if Labour had not made them comment. So yeah. it's really... And, and it was a Labour seat beforehand? Uh, Rochdale, I believe, was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they were the winners yeah. in 2019. So they were. Yeah. So it is really interesting, especially with Independent being the second and Conservative polling third, which is yes. the highest Conservatives yes. have also which polled. Yes, quite interesting. Um, and it's also important now to point out that uh, Rochdale, uh, a Greater Manchester area, now holds... Um, a seat with the most left-wing UK party now uh, in the entire parliament, which is incredibly interesting. And if you've watched anything of George Galloway, he is an excellent orator. So there will be a lot of clips in the coming months of him uh, in in the UK parliament sound bites, which I'm sure your show loves to to, to talk about. I do love a good yeah. sound bite. Yeah. I, I think they're politically not great but i do love yeah. a good soundbite yeah, it's very interesting it's also interesting how reform uk got 6.3 percent of the vote yes it's yeah definitely important to know uh 100 reform uk are definitely they're um, creeping up there for anyone 
any of my listeners that didn't listen in two weeks ago, Reform UK is post-Brexit. Yes. So they're the Brexit party, which has rechanged and reformed the UK. Yeah. And that, as their name says, that's what they hope to do. And Lib Dem came fifth, which, you know, Lib Dem have always, always floated around the politi- they, political no, scene. They 100% have. I mean, I think it's the um, performance in this upcoming UK general election, which, as I said, I can vote in, which yes. I actually only found out the that other is, day. Really? I, I wasn't sure was I able to do postal voting, but I, it turns out all I need is just, like, you know, birth certificates and stuff, as in to say that I was a resident of the UK and just oh, my class. old UK residence, which is so nice. So, so you'll be voting in the the Manchester? Yeah, uh, the Trafford Council, which is, yeah, oh, sub, sub, yeah. Uh, subsection of, of, of Manchester City, yeah. Um... So that's, yeah, that, that was a welcome surprise. It's going to be very interesting now. Um, I'm actually not sure if my parents have voted in the past there, but I can imagine they have. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why they I always it. feel like, as we are politics students, it's a bit hypocritical if we don't vote. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Because I know you don't live, like you, you live in the city the same as I do, mm. but we uh, I can vote in the referendum next week and people are like, are you going to travel on? Like, why would you bother? Like, it's just a vote. And I'm like... It's hypocritical as a political student not to do my civic duty and democratic duty to vote. So any chance you get, everyone vote. Yeah, 100%. Uh, especially because it's been like pounded into our brains. Vote, vote, vote. Register to vote, 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 And vote, I have vote. been that noise. <laughs> I do apologize. But I will, I'll harp on until I finish this radio show for summer, I will be telling everyone to register oh, and yes. vote. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else interesting I found about this by-election was the, his opponents... Though we have gone through, you know, there we have the usual ones, but it's the post-election, post like post by election results. Yes. He got yelled at by a crowd, member of the crowd claiming he was a climate denier. Mm-hmm. And one of his opponents was also a Just Stop Oil protester and threw orange confetti at him. Yeah. And that happened in the space of 10 minutes. So we love a good chaotic by-election, but that mm-hmm. was a lot. It was a lot, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... It's a very topically fueled election. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, Manchester especially, it's it's like a whole melting pot of like different... I'm not really? necessarily surprised that George Galloway has has won that. Um, but, you know, look, Just Stop Oil, they need to make these big statements as a group to prove that, you know, they're not going anywhere yeah. because that's, that's what they're all about. Yeah. That's the whole kind of shtick that... They they have done some, you know, lack of better words, outrageous crazy. things in in yeah, crazy, just on another level yeah. type of type of type of stuff. Um, and yeah, like to see one standing in an election though is very very interesting. That's what I, found, I I think like so crazy when I saw the picture, and I'd recommend anyone to check the BBC. Um, article on this which I was reading because it has like the pictures and it was uh, this is a quote from the article um, Galloway was interrupted by Heckler accusing him of being a climate change denier before she was shouted down by his supporters <laughs> and had orange confetti yeah. thrown all over him by candidate Rev which I mean presume is Reverend Mark Coleman a Just Stop Oil supporter right. so it's really interesting to see how the rest of these um this uh, just stop oil p- p- supporter um did not poll 
Yeah, yeah. just make any make a note he wasn't in the top six. Yeah. But it is in yeah, it is interesting to see them one of them stand because this is my first time encountering this. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if people seen their movement, but it is oh, extreme. Yeah. I'd recommend anyone having a look because it can kind of hit you in the face once you like see it. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, but but again, it shows it's working in a way. You know, yes. they want people to talk about like it. Like, we're talking about yeah, it now. They want people to see, um, you know, whether whether you you, you agree with the, meth, uh, you know, messages or methods, yeah. you, you must admit, they certainly, uh, certainly got what they, yeah. they they want in terms of publicity, let's yeah. put it that they, way. They're good at getting the videos, the clips, the sound yeah. bites. It's, it's interesting, and it's interesting to see them use at this by-election. Yeah. You also saying about the, uh, the 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 picture that you saw as well oh, with yeah. like everyone just standing. I am not going to lie. Okay, I could be a bit naive, and I have I follow a lot of elections. Like I yeah. love a good election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this line of the people behind Galloway. Yeah. There's a man in a suit, and I think Jesus is yeah. on it. Like I mean, it's it's one of the greatest. I also recommend people traditions. to look at that picture. But even even look at like any any. By election, any you know, constituent election, any general election, look at it because really, yeah, because what the UK like to do, and and, and I, I love this about um, UK politics, is that every single election, they they have every single candidate stand on stage. Really? So even like the joke candidates, like if you go back to when. I think it was the election that Theresa May called. You go back to that election, you will see a picture of Theresa May standing next to Elmo. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the best traditions of UK politics. So it's it. So like for example, um, Raven Rodent Subortna. Uh, sub, is a member of the Monster Raving Looney Party, which you will look what? at them candidates and you will see just. Absolute carnage. There is a dummy it's, head in the back. That's of probably them. Pictures. That is probably them. That yeah, is, that's that's. Yeah, it's something we don't see in Ireland. No, and I think it's very unfortunate that you don't see. I, that, I'm that very, we, that we I'm very disappointed. We yeah. don't see. I, yeah. I did not know this piece of information, Ethan. Thank you so much. No, you no brightened my day now. No I, problem at all. I need to look at yeah, every you, by-election we've had. You'll in have a fun-filled afternoon. I will promise you that. Um, I think one of the one of the final things to say about the UK because I, yeah. I, I, know, I know you want to move on is it's very interesting about saying about the, the the liberal democrats and they're just kind of still you know kind of pulling of how they are but the liberal democrats are going to be so important this election because and you know the they they usually are you know let's admit kind of a boring kind of like third you know even yeah. sometimes fourth party depending on which by election you follow but Labour is currently at the last Westminster Thinks polling, which is kind of like the, yeah. the same thing that we have in we love uh, Ireland, at f- about 44 45%. Ooh, the Lib okay. Dems at 10 So if we look... If you a, do math, A Labour-Lib Dem coalition looks very, very likely, unless Labour can turn their fortune, you know, m- more of their fortunes around. However, I think Labour has probably got it as good as they can get right now yeah. because you look uh, the, the, the whole reason they're heading for this landslide oh sorry not the whole reason but a reason yeah. is scotland because yes. the smp will is on track to lose half of their seats now all of them seats or i believe the majority of them will be going to labor so labor their seats yes wow. labor will have now a massive foothold in scotland which isn't even a thing for well it's 
thing for the the election, of course, depending mm. on how uh, the Libs Dems do, but I think it's also important. I'm sure a topic you might make over in the future of the uh, Scottish independence movement. A lot of people are now saying that is dead for now. That because- is really interesting. For anyone, that, any of our listeners, because I, I do try to explain, SNP, because we both know it, is the Scottish National Party. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, is yeah. it's the party which tries... You know, it it says it's in the name. It's the Nash. It's trying to be for the Scottish voice. It's supposed yeah. to be for the Scottish people yeah. compared to the Conservatives and Labour, who are UK, you know, English based and kind of more for the whole um, UK. But SNP is for Scotland. Like yes. they work for Scottish and the Scottish people. Um, so the fact that they're losing half their seats in yeah, Scotland, it's and they've had a grip hold there for oh they how have long? they have yeah uh, years years years. I mean Nicola Sturgeon obviously yeah. um, was a great politician for the SNP, a great voice for the SNP. Um, you know, really strong I feel figurehead uh, politically speaking. You know, she left. Her husband got caught up in a probe. She then got caught in that kind of money scamming that I, I don't know the, the proper legal term for it but issues yes exactly not good um, you know Hamza Youssef has now come in mm-hmm. he's kind of viewed maybe as more of a weak leader but you also saw which I think is very important to note that during the debate the leaders debate for the SNP when Nicola Sturgeon stepped down um, the ideological differences of members in the SP really came out Ham- Hamza Youssef was more of a kind of left leaning which you'd probably expect from yeah. the SNP but you know you had more um, more of a, a conservative branch I suppose in as much as the SNP can get uh, you know with issues uh, with uh, climate trans rights and stuff like that yeah. um, so basically the party is disjointed and now that really is now going to show that the Scottish people do no longer have faith, not necessarily in the Scottish independence message, but the party that yeah. is most pushing for it. Yeah, and I yeah. have for years. So that, that is really telling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This UK election is going to be something to watch. Oh, yes. I 100%. am going to be glued to it. Us. But like, yeah. no, that's really interesting that they're going to lose half their seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's major. That is major. Well, I'm just going to say a quick note on the US because... I, I everyone is sick of me talking about the US on this show because all I do is talk about US <laughs> politics. Um, just coming up, we had last week when I was sick, we had the uh, results of the February twenty fourth um, caucus, which we saw Trump win per usual. But it Shocking. was a close. It was South Carolina. God, I, me forgetting it. South Carolina. Carolina was going to be the telling one for Haley. Uh, he, yeah, Trump won shockingly. Um, Haley didn't pull that far down though. I can't yeah. remember the polling off the top of my head, but it wasn't as severe as we saw in Idaho and um, New Hampshire. And is a tell that Haley actually kind of succeeded in try- trying to win her home trying state. Trying to, yeah, yeah. Um, but and she has now said she's going to stay until Super t- Tuesday, which is March fifth. Uh, to see if she'll still win. But her, all her investors and people funding her campaign and funding her running for presidential camp and candidate yeah is um pulling out yes so yeah. she's slowly losing financial support which is slowly losing her backing because it's really really expensive to run for a u.s president oh, 100%. yeah well, i can imagine that's so no not everyone does it but like yeah. 50 grand for a seat in caucus that's a lot so yeah. 
Um, March 2nd, which is tomorrow, we have three um, caucuses, all Republican, uh, Michigan, Idaho, and Miss, um, Missouri. Apologies. Uh, we have D.C. March 3rd and March 4th. We have North Dakota, all Republican. The um, the Democratic ones are thrown in now and again. But the big one I want everyone to watch out for, and I'll be talking on the show next week, is Super Tuesday, which is March 5th. We have 874 delegates up for offer for the Republican Party. And we have, is it around 15 states and territories are going to right. be voting that day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Super Tuesday. It's the biggest day in US elections. It's going to be something to watch because we will see for definite if Trump is going to be so the Trump nominee. Will basically be, I mean, as he is now, all but confirmed, but he will be now. It, that will be. Like, there's Super a Tuesday. lot, a lot, a lot of more seats to win up yeah. to June. But, like, that's the biggest chunk of seats. Yeah. Like, seats such as California, Alabama, Alaska. Um, I have a list of them here. Colorado, Arkansas, Te- Texas and California have the biggest amount of seats a uh, Republican oh, okay. Party candidate could win. Okay. And they're up for grabs, grabs that day. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to finally see if someone's going to win. Because Trump, next week I am going to get into explaining what US delegates are. But oh, Trump- that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be a task. I, I, always, I, I, I'm always looking at the US election. I'm just like, I just... Oh fries my brain sometimes i have sat down for too many hours trying to figure it out but okay for a quick uh delegate is like you win that you there's a ratio of votes to delegates so if you get let's say ten thousand votes you get one delegate Mm. trump has got 110 delegates from all our previous caucuses that i've talked about and Haley has 20 there is 874 up for grabs on super tuesday yeah which if trump wins let's say 800 of them that's bringing him up to 900 and you only need 1215 so he'll only need 300 more and he can he'll pick that up by the end of march because by the end of march 71 percent of delegates will be handed out yeah i think it'll be the uh this month now will be the final nail in the in the coffee for for for, for nikki hillier i mean i think obviously you know we probably all knew in the back of our minds that this was the way the Republican nominee was going to, to swing. But when DeSantis like stepped out so early in the race, I was like, yeah, there's no hope no more. Yeah. He was the only valid. was a very weird. I very, love, I, the candidates for the Republican Party are the funniest things yeah. to watch. But DeSantis and his lifts. How anticlimactic can you get with a DeSantis? I mean, as you said, just like pulling out so so early. I mean, did they, did they realistically have a chance they're going to get it now? Possibly not. But like, he barely made any. He didn't make a dent. Have you ever heard him do like a talk with his like constituents or like a talk with like the, him yeah. going to like New Hampshire, or Idaho? Yeah, I've seen it him do a so few. Sad. He, he he does whoever his scriptwriter slash PR kind of people. Are. He needs a new one. Yeah. Yep. I think that's I think that's pretty <laughs> clear. You know, do, do I see DeSantis, you know, r- running in the future, especially if Trump wins? I do, but like, come on, this was shambolic, in a sense. Like, yeah, how? Because you know, it, it launched this video of how you know, good and outspoken he was, and then you see the election is just oh, in yeah. contrast. It was incredible. I I don't know. Have you ever heard the term March Madness? But it's used to describe 
the it's a nickname for the men's basketball tournament for right. the US College League. I thought it meant the UK the US elections. So I've been like, oh my god, it's March <laughs> Madness. But it is March Madness, lads. We have seventy one percent of yeah. the seats going delegates going for the Republicans in the next three weeks. It is the biggest month. Every day uh-huh. I think this month we have at least one to three caucuses. I think you should be coining that term instead. I you, think should, I you, have, you should take it for yourself. Yeah, I, I'm now coining the term March Madness <laughs> for the US election. And just screw you, US College League yeah, men's basketball. No one cares about basketball, it's fine. Uh, yeah, no one, no one cares about basketball. <laughs> um, so, Nick, lads, because I have a week with you before this day next week, you'll be voting in your referendum for many people our age. It is their first thing they're voting for because of the last election we had was 2019. Mm-hmm. So, Everyone, your polling cards are coming in the post. I'm going to put something on the Instagram to tell you what you need at your polling stations, how to vote, where to get correct. And I say correct because there's so much disinformation at the moment online. Stay away from TikTok. Stay away yes. from TikTok, yeah. please. It you're is wor- scaring you're me. Worst enemy. You're worst enemy around any any sort of election referendum time. It's your worst enemy. I am so scared by TikTok. Um, so I'm going to put a load of information on the Instagram this week. So please look at it before you go to your polling station. Please be informed before you make your vote. Don't make your vote. Make your vote because you've read and like you've actually educated yourself on it then just voting. Um, so that's next uh, Friday. I'm hopefully going to do, as it is, International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. I'm hopefully going to do a cool episode on a load of cool women. Nice. And nice. also maybe talk about the history of referendums in Ireland as it is Referenda Day. But thank you so much, guys. Eaton, thank you so much for being on Kayla, show today. thank you so much for having me on. I really Please tune it. in again, again, 100%. four or five. Yes, yep. yep, four or, o'clock to five o'clock. You'll yep. be hearing us again. Yes. But this time we'll be at different sides of the table. <laughs> um, thank you so much, guys. I'm going to leave you with August by uh, Clitorona. Oh no, flip turned, my apologies. And thank you so much. Uh, if you want to hear last week's episode with Derblat or this week's episode, um, please check into the Spotify later because I'll have it up. So thanks so much and please tune in from four to five years again. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>